Hello, and welcome to a new episode of Other Record Labels. I'm your host, Scott Orr, where we talk about the art and culture of running a record label. Today, I want to talk about five unique ways that labels can make money. Now, I don't love talking about money on this show, but I think it's important because a lot of us are working towards creating a sustainable, um, livable career for our artists and also for ourselves and for our record labels. And so I want to talk about a couple of different ways. And, and you know, uh, I get excited about this idea of like alternate and multiple revenue streams. I think that's really important for record labels to, to pursue. Um, and I want to talk about just five different things that where I think we can save money and where we can um, help our label make a little bit money, a little bit more money so that we can uh, invest back into the arts community. That's one of the things that I love about um, when something kind of takes off in my music or with my record label and a little bit of money comes in, it helps um, justify future spending. And so it means that, you know, the next record can be mastered professionally or the next record we can uh, hire a photographer instead of just using um, mirror selfies or something like that or whatever it is. And this past record, I got to work with a lot of great um, session musicians that were um, a little bit outside of my normal budget, but because of the last record, I was able to do that. And so that's something we want to talk about today is, is where we can come up with some, um, alternative or, or unique revenue streams for our record labels. And remember there are times, and I'm going to talk about a couple of these, but there are times where, um, income comes in that is then owed to the artists. So that would be when we, um, find different ways to um, help the artist earn money off of their recordings. And then there's times where a record label can make money on their own where there aren't royalties that are due. And that's stuff like label merch, and that's just different services that your label can offer. So we're going to get into that really quickly. Thank you so much, by the way, for listening and for subscribing. I love hearing from all of you guys. I love hearing your different problems and your different solutions that you've come up with. Some of the questions you've been sending me is is Everyone is so unique. Everybody's story is so unique. So thank you for uh, communicating with me. I love to hear from you. Um, go to our website where you can get all of our resources. Don't forget otherrecordlabels.com, including our new record label toolkit. And speaking of accounting, we have a lot of, uh, we have this uh, accounting spreadsheet that will help you kind of, uh, if you don't already have a system, will help you kind of balance that. And that's in the, the toolkit at otherrecordlabels.com slash toolkit. So here's five things. And, and listen, I know that you're going to say, uh, I already do some of these or um, some of these uh, aren't applicable to me. I understand that. I just want to kind of get out these five things and some of them you're already doing and that's great. The hope is, and this is something I heard from one of our listeners a couple weeks ago, is that you're maybe taking this on a jog or on a walk or on the train. And as you're listening to this, I might talk about five things and I might talk about three or four different things out of that five things. Um, and maybe just one little nugget trigger something in your brain that inspires you or encourages you. And that's my hope that there's just something that kind of um, gives you a little bit of an idea that can help you improve how you run your label. So let's dive in. Number one is alternate versions of albums or singles. So now this is with uh, still in line with, um, uh, you know, uh, the artists and the artists releases and how we can help monetize those releases. And so um, one of the things I've found to be extremely uh, successful is taking the hard work, and we talk about this in our marketing course about amortizing the, the efforts of the artist, but taking that creative hard work that the artist does, releasing their album, but then maybe a couple months later doing alternate versions of that album. I've talked about this a lot in our courses and on the show 
But this idea of acoustic versions um, or maybe they're instrumental versions. In fact, here's an example. I, I, I recently, one of my favorite records from last year, if not my favorite record of last year, I just found out they're releasing this instrumental version of the, the full album in a couple of months. It has new artwork. It has a new title. Um, but it's not just an instrumental version. It's basically like the tracks from the original record, but a couple instruments are muted. The vocals, are, of course, are muted. A few new instruments have been added. The mix is a little bit different. There's maybe some field recordings on top. So they've created this kind of like beautiful soundscape, neoclassical ambient, if you will, type of uh, recording from what was originally like an indie uh, alternative or like a... Um, I don't know, indie pop record. And so I thought that was really unique because a lot of recordings are done at home and we have access to stems and access to the Pro Tools sessions. And so in this case, there wasn't any additional, necessarily any additional cost to the artist, but they're able to come up with a completely different album. Now, of course, it's a, a, a kind of a companion to the, to the main album. So it's not going to necessarily make as much. Another example is acoustic versions. I just came up with a single a couple months ago that did pretty well. And then, uh, about four months later, just to kind of stay engaged with, with our audience and to, um, uh, uh, to release an alternate version to kind of remind people that I, I came up with a single a couple months ago. What I did is I opened that session. I muted everything except for the acoustic, the vocals and the piano and I bounced that mix, and now I'm releasing that as an acoustic single. What's so incredible about that is I've actually had acoustic versions of songs do better than the actual version of songs. So for no extra effort, for no extra cost, I mean a little bit extra effort, but for no extra cost, you can create these um, alternate revenue streams from alternate versions of the record. So this is something to consider, um, and it could be a great way for you to kind of continue on with um, promoting this record. Okay, let's move on. Number two is label merch. We see labels do this all the time. This isn't a, a new idea, um, but I have seen labels do really unique things with how they do label merch. I love that, and I encourage you to try that. I mean, everything from obviously t-shirts and hats and tote bags, we see a lot of that, but guitar picks and really cool stickers, and we see um, some really obscure and strange products that really get people's attention, and I love that. Nobody does this better than Ghostly. I mean, Ghostly is one of our favorite labels on the show, and they partner with other brands and they partner with manufacturers and they create uh, um, a kind of a team up um, and, and do these branded products that are really cool and they're limited edition. So I'd encourage you to do that. In fact, look around your community in, in your city and your arts community and find out if there's um, some sort of uh, creator that you can partner with and do some sort of co-branding project. I think that could be really cool. Imagine if there's somebody who makes guitar pedals and you do a label version of uh, that guitar pedal, a limited run. That could be really cool. And there's lots of different stuff like that you could do. Number three is label services to non-roster artists. So what that means is you've got all this information. You have all of these um, resources at your fingertips because you run a record label and you promote your own artists. Then you get these demo submissions. And for <clears throat> one reason or another, you can't take all the demo submissions that you get, <clears throat> excuse me, and but you are able to help these people release their records somehow. So there might be a way for you to say, listen, this music isn't right for our label or we can't take on any more artists, but I want to help you release this record. And so maybe you distribute it for them. Maybe you handle their publishing for them. Maybe if you're a designer and you're good with Photoshop, you can handle um, the artwork aspect of things. 
maybe you're really experienced with um, making cassettes or working with vinyl pressing plants. And for a lot of younger artists getting into it, a pressing plant can be really intimidating. So maybe you can work as some sort of like liaison or broker between this artist and the pressing plant. And so these are some sort of like label services. And again, I just hope something here just triggers you into thinking, you know what, this is something, a resource that I have or a skill set that I have that I could help independent artists who aren't necessarily on my label. Um, and so that's one of the things that I've seen other labels do um, is offering label services to artists that aren't necessarily uh, quote unquote signed to your label. Number four is live events and workshops. Now this is most applicable whenever there's not a global pandemic going on. So keep that in mind. But um, of course, shows, I, we know a lot of uh, labels that do their own festivals and we have labels that do um, put on uh, showcases with their artists and with other artists in their town. That's awesome. There's also um, workshops too, I think is a really great opportunity. And we were just, before the pandemic hit, we were just in the process of putting together these cool workshops where for, you know, maybe $50 a person, you bring in a, a small amount of people to have an evening with a music attorney or an evening with a mastering engineer where they can ask questions one-on-one. -on -one, and it's a really um, concentrated little uh, workshop or lecture. Um, it's very hands-on. We maybe meet up in a studio, you partner with a local studio. So there's different workshops like that. One thing I want to encourage you is that we as record labels are quote unquote competing with each other online because the masses out there um, have access to Spotify and can listen to our music just as much as they can listen to my music as much as they can listen to your music. What's really unique about where you're located in your city or your town is that I can't compete with you as a record label in your own town because that's your hometown and that's your audience. And so we have something individually that the rest of us don't have, which is our community, our local community. And so look for ways that you can work within your community. I mean, there might be one or two other record labels, or maybe there's 10 other record labels, but nowhere near the same type of competition. I'm using competition in quotes here because of course we don't view each other as competitors, but um, we're always, you know, trying to fight for people's attention. Well, that's a lot easier done in your hometown. So look for ways that you as a record label can shine and, and offer something to your community in real life, in your hometown, um, that the rest of us can't necessarily do because it's your terrain. And the fifth and final thing is sharing and renting resources. When I got started running our record label, we were in the process of buying, and we ended up doing it for a little while, buying a PA system. The reason being is we were hosting these home sh house shows and we were doing a bunch of different live events and I was going to the local music store every weekend, every Friday, and renting a PA system like speakers and a powered mixer and a couple mics. And so I realized if I'm paying like 50 bucks a weekend doing this, why don't I just shell out a couple hundred bucks, buy this PA, and then I'll have it and I can rent it out for to any of my friends or other people in the community um, for much cheaper than the music store just to help me pay pay it off. And so there's different things like that. Maybe you've invested in a, a cassette duplicator. Maybe you have a recording studio where you have um, some resources that you can rent out to other local artists. And so one of the things I would love to see is I would love, and, and this actually happened in my hometown, but I would love to see record labels um, splitting the rent on a location. So maybe like a tiny little office where you and two or three other record labels, the same size of yours, 
um, all kind of share one photocopier, one little office for storage and for shipping and that kind of stuff. Um, I'll give you another example. This, this just happened recently, but I had to order, uh, I think I mentioned this on the show, but I had to order those cardboard boxes, those shipping boxes for vinyl. And you have to order them in, in quantities of a hundred. And so what was kind of annoying about that is that I don't have a lot of vinyl records on our label and I don't sell a lot of records. We're in Canada. So we just not, we don't get a lot of orders because the shipping is so much, but what ended up happening is like, I had to buy a hundred of these and I'm going to be stuck with these for a really long time. It would be much easier if I could have bought them by like twenties or 50 even. Um, but you can't, you have to order them as a hundred. And so this was a time where I thought, man, I wish I knew another independent artist or a smaller label locally that we could split this shipment, maybe three or four labels where we could each get 25 and then reorder. So there's so many times where you can share resources with other record labels or other independent artists um, that can help you save money or even give you more power because the, the, the four or five of you are coming together to, to place an order. So those are just some things to keep in mind. Again, I hate talking about money, but I hope that this is something that um, there's something in here that triggered you and you thought, I'm going to try this. This could help our label. This could help the artists on our label. Let's go over these really quickly. Alternative versions of albums or singles like remixes and acoustics, that kind of stuff. Label merch, which is obvious. Label services to non-roster artists. Live events and workshops. And then sharing uh, and renting uh, and sharing your resources with other labels or independent musicians. I hope you found this helpful. Go to our website for all of our resources, otherrecordlabels.com. Thank you so much for watching and thank you for listening.